Hey there, V2X Nation and friends. This is Hope Skibitsky, the Learning and Development Manager at V2X. And you're with us here on Converging on Leadership, the place where we use transparency, vulnerability, and lessons learned to develop ties with our leadership to help us better serve all of our internal and external customers. Hey, podcasters. Can you picture yourself with a challenging, rewarding career as a commercial and defense contractor? Maybe you're already working for V2X and would like to expand your horizons with a new opportunity, or you're interested in getting started with us. V2X is here for you. We have a wide array of job openings, some for those who want to support the United States military warfighters, and for those of you who are interested in the ultra-secure world for one of our country's three-letter agencies. We pride ourselves in developing our employees for future opportunities. Did we mention we have locations and positions all across the globe? If you are interested in a rewarding profession that pays well with competitive benefits, check out our website at gov2x.com careers. Welcome back, V2X Nation and friends. We are here with our Vice President of Operational Excellence, Ed West. And so last episode, we talked about process improvement. This one, we are going to get into delegation skills. I feel like those two things probably um, run one into the next. And so, Ed, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Pleasure to be back. I, you know, it's good spending time with you. So let's talk a little bit about delegation. What is First, what does delegation mean to you? Is it just tasks? Uh, no, matter of fact, it's it's the opposite. It's uh, I mean, well, sometimes it can be tasks, okay. But but many times it's it's much more, right? It's a uh, it's delegating either responsibility of a whole function or a process. So um, tasks is probably the most incremental amount of delegation that you could do. I think that's fair, right? Because sometimes people feel like I'm just going to shirk some of my responsibility and chuck it off on somebody else. What they don't realize is that you could probably give some of that authority, but you can't abdicate the responsibility. And so in delegating, you have to hold on to the piece that you're responsible for, right? Uh, yeah, you, you know, and, and the way the way you're making it sound is like it's it's maybe nefarious or they're doing it on purpose. That, that's not really my experience. Sure. What, what I find, um, and typically it's in our more junior supervisors, is uh, there's sort of a path that happens. And we have these exceptional individual contributors who are phenomenal at what they do and, and creating and cultivating the work that we want them to. So we promote them okay. and we make them supervisors. So they have to transition from being exceptional at doing the work to being exceptional at managing the people who manage the work. And those are two very different skill sets in my experience. That's right. So what ends up happening is you have a team member who was really great and phenomenal at performing the work who now needs to be focusing on managing those people. And so being able to help them in that journey, I think is really important because what they do end up doing, the first step is always, hey, have a task, have another task, sure, have another task. And then when it's happening is the person performing the work doesn't really understand the context and perspective of what they're doing. And the second thing that ends up happening is that poor supervisor, they end up getting bottlenecked, sure, right? So we know that people often will give a task or delegate a thing and they'll just fire and forget, think that I've given it to you, I can walk away. And so oftentimes there's mentorship and coaching that goes into that delegation. What, what do you say about that? Yeah, so there's firing, forgetting all the way on the left side of the spectrum to the other side, which is micromanaging every task, right? And, you know, I think that, that 
all of those. So definitely, you know, fire and forget and micromanaging is not not good. Not good yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think the more important thing is 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 when you're doing those, you're more focused as a supervisor on the work, and not the person doing the work. Oh, I love that. Right. So. So what you need to be focusing on, and this is about, you know, managing the person who's managing the work, their development and their success. And if you're actually looking at the work from that perspective, you don't do either one of those because you're thinking about how do I help this person elevate themselves? How do I help them succeed in what they're doing? How do I make sure they have the right training and the skill sets to do that? And, you, and I find if you look at the work from that perspective, you won't do either one. I do like your thought on that, that it isn't just about getting a job done. It's about building your future bench. Um, mm-hmm. Had the opportunity to work in an environment where we took young nurses that were just out of nursing school and they had to go through this sort of precept phase where they were learning under another nurse doing what they do. And sometimes the other nurse would see them as an extra body and just say, hey, here's some tasks to go do the thing because now I have an extra set of hands. I'm not so overwhelmed. We would lose a lot of those young nurses. They would quit the nursing field because they were like, this isn't what I signed up for. I didn't get trained to do some of this. I just got thrown into it and now I don't love it. Where they could have loved it if someone had actually taught them how to do it before they were just tossed into the fire with it. So I think you make an amazing point on that. So when people start down the path of delegating as a leader, where do they start? How do I know where to go with it first without feeling tempted just to give some of this thing because I might be overwhelmed as a leader with so many tasks in my own bucket? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, I think some of this uh, is actually just a learned skill, which is why I'm actually really happy. I heard that you're giving supervisor training yeah. around V2X, yes. which is phenomenal because it's not something that a lot of people inherently know how to do. And I actually think the, the better you were at performing the work, the harder it is to let go of this. That's right. right. So it, it's, almost, um, it's almost like a leap of faith. You, you can't do both simultaneously. You either need to stop doing the work or or you're not going to start managing the people and so you have to step back and you have to make a deliberate focus on okay how do I get this person effective to do it and and you have to remember this is probably also really important you were promoted because you were the best so it's probably likely that the people who are performing the work for you now are not going to do it quite the same way it may not even be as good as what you were doing and sometimes that has to be okay. Sometimes yeah. it's necessary and you need to step in and show what to do. And making those decisions on a case-by-case basis is really difficult. Yeah. I think that's, you just learn that from experience. Yeah, that's that old saying, don't let perfect be the enemy of good, right? right. That we have to give people the opportunity to grow in their own skin. And so you, uh, like Bugs Bunny used to say, there's more than one way to Albuquerque. Right. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> yep. you've got to give people the opportunity to do a thing, to do it differently than you. Just because it's not your way doesn't mean it's the wrong way. Yes. How do we encourage leaders to encourage people to keep going through some of those tough spots when they're delegated some of those tasks? Because sometimes people are like, you already know how to do this. You just do it. Yeah. So here at V2X, uh, we have a mentor program, which uh, I, I, participate in. I find that really valuable because you can talk through somebody who's been through it before and understands that, hey, I've already gone down this road. It's not great. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me show you a different path, right? So 
Um, uh, I think that's helpful. I said there's also just a ton of books on this subject. Yes. Really get out there and start learning and, and get some of that knowledge in you. No, I love mentorship. I mean, I'm into quotes and sayings. And so, you know, there's the uh, a smart man learns from his mistakes, but the wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And so I think it's yeah. a great opportunity for people to sit with a leader like yourself and say, hey, you know, expose some of the landmines that I'm going to, you know, run up against as I make my way up into leadership positions. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So in the thread of delegation, right, because I think delegation is a leadership skill. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I think uh, it is something that you learn over time. And it's absolutely something that you need as a leader, right? Because like we talked about in that previous example, uh, you know, you're going to end up becoming a bottleneck and that's going to reflect on you as a poor performer. And it's not that you don't know the work and it's not that you're not exceptional at the job. It's just that those supervisory skills is, is sort of clouding the performance of your area. Sure. And I think also there's something to be said for, you know, sometimes people feel like I, I have to be valuable in my position. So I'm going to hoard things that I do where if you never train or share with someone else how to do that, you make yourself irreplaceable. And if you're irreplaceable, there's nowhere for you to grow, right? I, I can't yeah. move you and put you somewhere else if I have nobody else to do the thing you do. Yeah, that's a shame. And because you only realize that a couple years later, when you do, in fact, want to be promoted, but yes. you can't because you are absolutely irreplaceable in your role. So, uh, you know, I think we look out, I think we do a good job here at B2X, you know, uh, identifying that we have a, a succession program and we have where we encourage and almost force our leaders <laughs> to go through there and say, Hey, pick your replacements. We're going to coach and mentor and train them and get them to be your next replacement. So I think a lot of that is, uh, is helpful because when a, when a leader, uh, a developing leader can see maybe what their next step is in the journey, they're more apt to train the next person and, and coach them into their role. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you stem an amazing thought because I think of Robert's Rules of Order, right, that talks mm -hmm. about like executive uh, boards and that kind of thing. And one of the things what happens when they do votes is they do a, a nomination from the floor. And some of that is because like I might nominate myself for a vice president of an executive board, but someone else might not. But you as a leader watch that person, you're like, they are plenty capable, but they don't see in themselves what I see in them. And so you would nominate them from the floor. And if for no other reason, but they don't want to disappoint you, they accept it. And then they do it and they grow from it and they learn from it. And then they realize their capability, right? And so I love that you say we have a mentorship program that says, hey, we're going to build a bench, start nominating your people. And so the leader has to physically look out and say, who would I have fill my bench? And then we take people that don't even see it in themselves and we start to purposely build a program that helps get them to where you are so that we can fleet you up one day. Right. Yeah? yeah Move you absolutely. up. Absolutely. I believe we called that in the military voluntold to no. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. But I think that that gives a lot of opportunity for people to, you know, also feel some pride in that their leader sees something in them that, you know, maybe they weren't even looking for. They didn't know they wanted until you said, hey, I, I see that in you. And that in and of itself can inspire growth and development. I think it's I think it's such an important point of retention, right? When people yeah. can see, hey, people do care about developing me as a person and helping me build my success, that, that absolutely builds a partnership between the employees and the company. Absolutely. And so delegation as a leadership skill is also 
for lack of better terms, a delegation of your position. How do I start training you so much that if a rock falls on my head tomorrow, I know that you're going to be able to slide in and take this seat? Or win the lottery. Or win the lottery. <laughs> don't, don't I wish that that's the, uh, the thing that happens. Yeah, no. Right. Ed, this was really fun. I've really enjoyed having the opportunity to spend a little time getting to know you, picking your brain on all your expertise. Um, but b- before we wrap it up, I'm just kind of curious, do you have any like experiences that maybe were your opportunity to either be delegated to or not be delegated to that have shaped your style on delegation? Uh, well, many, right? So um, I, I remember I did have one of my first defining moments. I had a uh, retired chief master sergeant, Steve Trotter. Okay. Uh, he was he was my boss. And uh, when we were over in the Middle East, we would sometimes go on extended leave uh, for times when we were working. And uh, he put me in charge for a month, oh. which was a real stretch for me, okay. right? And, and uh and um, we got through it. We went through it, and I was I was terrified. I didn't think it would work. I thought he was crazy for doing it. Um, and um, it went through there. And I built I built a lot of relationships with uh, leaders in the program that I would have otherwise not done. Uh, I was exposed to the work that that at a different level, so it gave me a different context and perspective. And um, you know, ultimately, I'd say that uh, your apprehensions are probably uh, not going to manifest themselves. So give them a shot. Give them a shot. Give them a bigger piece of the pie. Make sure you're resourcing them effectively to do that bigger piece of the pie. But give them that and give them those tools, and and you're never going to be disappointed. Yeah. People always rise to the occasion. I believe so, right? Give them the opportunity. Yeah, and it inspires confidence. I mean, look at you today. I mean, you're like the vice president of operational excellence, which, by the way, I love the title. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. It's very much because I have an amazing team, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I just mean having made made the change to operational excellence, it just sounds so much more, like, teethy. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I think it's great. Well, thank you. Well, this was such a privilege. Again, thanks for joining me. Um, Any last things you want to put out into the hinterlands here before we wrap up today? Just thank you very much for having me. I I hope this helped somebody along the way. I knew this was a turbulent uh, journey for me, moving from individual contributor to uh, supervisor. So if someone can learn from me, as you said, they can be wise. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to having you on next go round when we have a talk with Michael Smith. Please subscribe to Converging on Leadership on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash V2X dash Inc. And please let us know what you think of our show and what future topics you'd like us to cover. Converging on Leadership is produced by K Global and brought to you by V2X. V2X transforms operations and sustainment for government and commercial clients worldwide through operational support services, training, and converged environments that integrate physical and digital infrastructures. Learn more at gov2x.com. And until next week, I'm Hope Skibitsky, and thanks for listening.